Hey everyone, today's episode isn't your usual devotional. If you've been listening to your daily prayer this month, you'll know that we've been promoting our newest podcast, Teach Us to Pray. Well, today we wanted to drop the first episode of the show straight into your feed. In it, our host Christina Patterson lays a strong foundation for why prayer is so vital for us as Christians and what it means to truly pray. I know that now more than ever, I need to be in prayer with my Father in Heaven. These are uncertain, difficult days, but through prayer, we have a direct connection to our unchanging, faithful God. We'd love for you to listen to this first episode of Teach Us to Pray. And if you like it, just head over to lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe to all of the episodes we have up so far. Okay, thanks for listening. Hello, friend. You are listening to the Teach Us to Pray podcast with me, Christina Patterson, where we teach believers practical and real life tips on how to grow your faith and relationship with God through the power of prayer. On our first episode of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, I want to take some time to talk about what prayer is and the importance of prayer. Because before we move forward with each episode and really get into the specifics of how to pray and how to practically make prayer a transformational part of our everyday lives, I want to lay a strong foundation as to why prayer is so vital in the first place. And to understand that, we also need to define what prayer is. Martin Luther is quoted saying, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. So the first point I want to establish about prayer is that it is essential because prayer is how we communicate with God. And communication is key to maintaining the health of any relationship, especially your relationship with God. So prayer connects us to God. And since God is our source of life, prayer is the sustaining discipline that keeps our spirits alive and well. My husband and I were required to go to marriage counseling before our church would marry us. And I remember being so nervous at our first counseling session. I remember anxiously sitting in the chair next to my husband, Donald, wondering what guidance and wisdom our counselor would offer. My greatest fear was that our counselor would see something wrong in our relationship and would say that we were not fit for marriage and that we would not be able to get married. To my surprise, however, our counselor informed us in our first session that his goal was not to convince us not to get married. My breathing eased, my shoulders relaxed as he continued. His goal was not to prepare us for a wedding, but a marriage defined by a healthy, lifelong relationship with one another. And so to gain a grasp of our understanding of what that looked like and what he was working with, he asked us, what is the most important part of a healthy marriage? Donald and I both agreed. Well, God, God was the most important part of any marriage. We both were committed Christians and God was the most important part of our lives. So, of course, God would also be the most important part of our marriage as well. To our surprise, however, our counselor informed us we were incorrect. Donald and I looked at one another in confusion. How could God not be the key to a healthy relationship? Our counselor continued. He explained that it is actually communication that would be the most important part of our marriage. He then asked, 
How will you even know if you're talking about the same God if you don't communicate that to one another in the first place? The lights went off in our heads and we understood the wisdom our counselor offered. Wisdom I hold dear to this day because it's true. There is no such thing as a healthy relationship without healthy communication. And since God desires to have a relationship with us so much that he sacrificed his only son, he gave us prayer to ensure that that relationship would also be thriving and healthy. As we look at the definition of prayer, we can clearly see why it's so important. Based on what scripture tells us about prayer, this is what prayer is. Prayer is God's purpose and command for believers to communicate with him, to receive power from him, victory through him and access to him. I want to spend today's episode discussing what all that means and how it reveals the necessity of prayer in the believer's life. First, let's look at the truth that prayer is God's purpose. Prayer is God's idea in part because he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants us to know him and know that we are known by him. Prayer is the intimate communication between us and God. In Mark chapter 11, verse 17, Jesus calls his church a house of prayer because prayer is the foundation of our relationship with him. Second, prayer is God's command to us. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we read, pray without ceasing. For the Christian, prayer is not optional and it is not a suggestion. It is a command from God because he knows we need prayer for our spiritual survival. God does not call us to pray to make himself feel good. He commands us to pray because he knows we need prayer. When we pray, we're not doing God any favors. We need prayer, not him. Yet he graciously offers us the discipline of prayer because he desires to connect with us and he knows we can't make it without being connected to him. When Jesus gives instructions on how to pray, which we'll talk about more in depth in our next episode, he says, when you pray, not if you pray. Too often we treat prayer like an option and not a necessity. Unfortunately, we then miss out on all the benefits of prayer. If we look back at our definition of prayer, we see those benefits are that it enables believers to first receive power from God, second, victory through God, and third, access to God. Let's talk about those benefits. We can see how prayer grants us power from God as we look at the words of Jesus in Mark chapter 11, verses 23 through 24. He says, truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Prayer is our connection to heaven that helps us to realize heaven here on earth. It is our access to receive God's power to do things we never could have imagined possible had we not asked him. James chapter 5 verse 16 says the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Prayer is powerful because it works. Prayer connects us to the greatest source of power there is. God is infinite and will never run out of power and grants us that same power to those that ask in prayer. 
As we look at the scriptures, we can also see that prayer grants Christians victory through God. Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven shows the connection between prayer and victory from anxiety. It reads, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Matthew chapter 26 verse 41 shows the connection between prayer and victory from temptation. It reads, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew chapter 17 verses 21 through 22 shows the connection between prayer and victory over spiritual warfare. When Jesus' disciples asked him why they were unable to free a demon-possessed boy, Jesus responded, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. I saw a quote the other day on social media that said, The devil saw me with my head down and thought he won until I said, Amen. Prayer is one of the greatest weapons God has given believers to combat the enemy. If you look at Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 20, the Apostle Paul outlines for believers the armor of God and how it protects against spiritual attack. There is the breastplate of righteousness, feet fitted with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. But in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, Paul concludes this list of armor by encouraging believers to be praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Paul wants believers to put on the armor of God, but it is to be sealed in prayer. If you think of the armor of God, it consists mostly of protective or defensive items. There are only two offensive weapons God gives to believers to battle spiritual attack. One is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And two is prayer, which is our connection to him. Do you remember that scene in The Lion King where Cub Simba finds himself surrounded by hyena who are about to attack him? As Simba roars, the hyenas just laugh at him because Simba's little cub roar is not threatening at all. But then, out of nowhere, he lets out a deep, bold, loud, voracious roar. The hyenas become visibly afraid and run away. Simba thinks he scared them away until he turns around and sees his father, King Mufasa, standing behind him. The hyenas were never afraid of little cub Simba. But you know who they were afraid of? King Mufasa, who not only had the authority of a king to destroy them, but more importantly, he had the passionate love of a father to carry it out. The hyenas knew they were not going to win that battle and quickly ran away. When we are not praying, we are like Cub Simba. The enemy is not threatened by us on our own, but when we pray and call on our Heavenly Father and we are continually connected to Him in prayer, we have access to the authority and power and love of the King and not even the enemy will come against that. So, 
We've discussed that prayer is God's purpose and command for believers to receive power from God and victory through God. Now let's talk about how prayer gives us access to God. Christian author and theologian Timothy Keller once said, The only person who dares wake up a king at 3 o'clock a.m. for a glass of water is a child. We have that kind of access. As children of God, we have access to God. We can talk to him. We can ask him for what we need. We can hear from him all through prayer. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 encourages us. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Not only do we have access to God, but we can approach him confidently. Now, what you need to know about me is that I love women's ministry. I've been ministering to women for over 15 years, and I especially enjoy doing it through the teaching of God's word. So you can imagine my excitement a few years ago when I had the opportunity to hear Priscilla Shire speak at a women's conference. Priscilla Shire is a well-known Christian author, speaker, and Bible teacher who I greatly admire. After the event, there was a long line to meet her, and although I was super nervous, I waited my turn to meet her in person. The wait was long, yet when I did meet her, she was so kind and genuine and really tall. I remember thinking I was not expecting her to be that tall. Now, I really wanted a picture with her, but when I met her and gave her um, my book that I purchased, a book that she wrote to sign, I froze. Instead of simply saying, thank you for signing my book, may I also have a picture, I thought to myself of all the reasons why I shouldn't. She's too busy. Look at all these people behind me. I don't want to be a burden. What if she says no and I get my feelings hurt? Those were some of the thoughts that flooded my mind in a matter of seconds right before thanking her, turning away from my photo opportunity with Priscilla Shire and heading to the parking lot. I felt happy to have finally met my female Bible study hero, but dejected that I didn't get that picture I wanted. When I got to my car, I realized I left my phone in the conference center. I rushed back and anxiously looked for it everywhere. Finally, I found it in the seat that I had occupied during the presentations. On my way out of the conference center, I saw Priscilla at her table. The line to meet her had died down dramatically, and I thought, maybe God has given me a second chance to meet her. I went over to the table, collected what little confidence I had left, and asked for a picture. Again, she was so kind and gracious, and of course she was willing to take a picture with me. My original discomfort in asking Priscilla for a selfie was due to the fact that although I knew her or felt like I did, She didn't know me. I would have never felt that way about taking a picture with my mom or my dad or my husband or my children. Why? Because I know they love me. They know I love them. And it's the same way in our relationship with God. We never have to feel intimidated to approach God. As his beloved children, we have access to him with boldness through prayer and don't ever need to second guess it. You never have to let thoughts like this stop you from praying. God's got more important prayers to answer. I don't want to bother God with my little issues. I'm afraid God won't hear my prayer. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, Jesus says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. God tells us in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, 
Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. God is desperate for you to come to him in prayer. He wants to talk to you and hear from you. He wants to connect and communicate with you more than you know. How awesome is that? As excited as I was to meet Priscilla Shire, how much more exciting is it that I can meet with God every single day through prayer? What a blessing that we have full access to the God of the universe whenever we want. Prayer is not a gift you want to overlook or underutilize. It is our lifeline and one of the greatest blessings we will ever receive. Prayer is essential, which is why Jesus took the time to teach his disciples and us how to pray. In our next episode, we'll take a closer look at Jesus's instructions on prayer so we can learn from him how to pray so that we can experience all the benefits of prayer that we learned about in today's episode. Listen, we have so much more to talk about when it comes to prayer. So I hope that if you were encouraged by today's episode, you'll share it with a friend and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we'll continue to learn how just like breathing, prayer can become a natural, consistent and life giving part of our everyday lives. Until then, be sure to connect with me, Christina Patterson at belovedwomen.org and check out the show notes in today's episode to download my free five-day prayer guide to help you put into practice the powerful habit of prayer. Thank you so much for taking time to listen today. God bless you and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Teach Us to Pray is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a review in your podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the podcast. To hear more from Christina Patterson, be sure to check out her fantastic site, BelovedWomen.org. A special thanks to Kelly Gibbons, Stephen Sanders, and Stephen McGarvey for their production and editing on this episode. You can find more podcasts like this over at lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com.
Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.